And dear Lord, we want to thank you this morning once again for another opportunity to be in your house and to be part of what you're doing in the now. We thank you for sparing our lives to see yet another day. We thank you for the breath of our noseries. We thank you for this country, Canada. We thank you for Winnipeg. We thank you for Ealing Chapel. We thank you for every family that is in here. And we thank you for today. As we hear your word, we ask that you will speak to us in the language we shall all understand. Take over this tongue and lips of clay and use it to your praise and to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everybody. I want to welcome those who are joining us for the first time. If you're coming here for the first time, we appreciate you, we love you, and we hope that you will come again and again and again. And so on behalf of the elders of the church, I say welcome. If there is somebody that is sitting by you that you are seeing for the first time, why not be kind enough, extend hand of fellowship, give a warm handshake, and a sweet smile on your face. Let the person know that he or she is welcome to the house of God. Amen. This morning we shall be talking about the good news. The good news. Wow. <laughs> Rona Place is going to be my guide today because this is gone. <laughs> the good news. Let's move to the next slide. What is good news? Or what is the good news? And what is bad news? When the child is born, everybody is excited. I could still remember 16 years ago on the 14th of this month that we had our first child called Kings. I felt like calling the whole world to tell them that a child has been born into my family. I was so overwhelmed with excitement. I couldn't hold it. Edith was still in the, was still in the, in the labor room when I started calling everybody around and telling them about the arrival of our firstborn child, Kings. It was so exciting. And we still remain grateful to God for what he has done for us. And so when the child is born, it's good news. When there is promotion at the office, it is good news. When you just bought a new house, it's good news. If you just gain admission into the university, it's good news. <sighs> when we have more people come to Ealing Chapel, and everywhere is filled up, and they are ready and eager to hear the word of God, it is good news to us. And when the child is born, like Jesus Christ was born, it's good news. It's the most exciting news ever. And so what is bad news? When there is an accident or terrorist attack or when there is war or rumors of war, that is bad news. When somebody dies, turn your television to any news station today, you are bound to hear one bad news or the other. That is bad news. But then, bringing it 
closer to the message of today. The good news is about glad tidings of great joy that a child was born by a virgin Mary. And his name shall be called Jesus the Savior. And he has come to save mankind from their sins and from destruction. And when we say bad news in this context, we are looking at people who have rejected Jesus and say, we don't need you. Away with Jesus. We are not interested in what he has come to do for us. And people like that are on their way to destruction. That is bad news. We don't want to see any of our family members die and go to hell. And so that is bad news. The next slide. But don't be scared. It's not all about bad news. Keep calm. Because I've got good news for you. Say amen somebody. Say amen somebody. I've got good news for you. It's not all about bad news. Hallelujah. Now. The first thing I want us to look at very carefully is this. Who brought the news? It was the angel of the Lord that brought the news. Here it is. When God is about to pass a good news or a message to the people, he called upon angel Gabriel. Angel Gabriel is in charge of messages and good news. But when it is time for war, it is angel Michael that is called upon. He draws his sword and ready to strike. In this instance, angel Gabriel appeared to some people. And these people are the next set of people we are going to see over now. Angel Gabriel appeared to the shepherds and said to them, there is good news. A child had just been born in Bethlehem. And he shall save his people from their sin. He is going to be called the Savior, Counselor, Wonderful God, the Messiah. And he told them, take the news. You have to carry the news of people from one place to the other. But first, go look for the child wherever the child was born. Go look for the child. And the Bible declares that the shepherds, when they heard the message from the angel, they have to move swiftly. Hallelujah. Who were the messengers? The shepherds. They took the news. They heard the news from the angel. And they moved ahead to declare the news as they were told. Now, there are two things here I want to quickly bring for us to consider very carefully. Number one, the angel was the one that God sent to bring the news. Do you know that there are some times the Holy Spirit would impress it in our hearts to speak to somebody in our family, to talk to somebody at our places of work, or to speak to somebody even in our neighborhood? Sometimes it could be when we are relaxing at the coffee shop and having a sip of a cup of coffee. 
And the Holy Spirit will impress in our heart and say, speak to somebody about the good news of Jesus. Talk to somebody about the love of God. Open up your mouth and speak to someone about God's compassion. Talk to someone about the good news that has saved you. We don't have to resist. We have to obey. When God speaks to rocks and asks us to pass across the good news, we become the messengers because we have heard from God and God wants us to pass it across to other people. We have to obey. We don't have to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't have to be shy about talking you know, to people about Jesus Christ. We have to accept that responsibility and talk to somebody about Jesus. The angel heard it, brought the news to the shepherds, and the shepherds carried the news and went about talking about it. And that is exactly our responsibility too as people of God. When we hear the word of God, let's pass it across to somebody else. Hallelujah. Amen. The news was about who? It was about Jesus. A child has been born in Bethlehem of Judea. It was about him. It wasn't about the shepherds. It wasn't about the angel. It wasn't about someone else. It was about Jesus. Right now, Everybody is talking about Christmas. And Christmas is about Jesus because he is the reason for the season. It's not about the gifts you're going to give to someone. It's not about the good clothes you're going to put on. It's not about the vacation you have to go at this time of the year. It's about Jesus being born. And so we have to talk about Jesus. Please move ahead. Hallelujah. Is somebody still here? How do we recognize that it was Jesus that was born? The Bible says the angels were told in the book of Luke chapter number 2, verse number 12 to 18. He says, you will find a baby wrapped in a manger. Now, think about this. Jesus Christ is king. And he is the king of kings. He would have chosen to be born in the palace. He would have chosen to be born in a very beautiful place. But he chose to come through the major. He was born in a major. A major, he said, truck. Where, you know, horses and cattle are fed. That's where he was born. He talks about humility. And the Bible says, if you check carefully, that Jesus Christ, when he appeared as a human being, he never taught it robbery to be equal with God. He is God himself. But he humbled himself to be born in a manger. I'm not sure a very wealthy man in Canada would allow his wife to go to the manger and give birth to his son or his daughter. It's not going to happen. 
But Jesus Christ chose to come through there. His humility conquered pride. Just like the Bible says, pride goeth before a fall and a haughty spirit. No, pride goeth before destruction. Let me put it this way. And a haughty spirit before a fall. But when you are humble, you are exalted by God. When you humble yourself, you find favor in the sight of God. And because Christ humbled himself, God so much exalted him that he gave him a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Because he humbled himself. He had this people of God. He was humane. Tender, compassionate. He was sympathetic, especially to those who are depressed, to those who are suffering. He accepted them all to himself. He showed them favor, he showed them mercy. He identified with them. He never segregated them, he accepted them due to his humility. Christ was born in a manger. Now hear this. How do you recognize or identify a child of God? The spirit of humility. The spirit of acceptance. You are not so proud to the point that you wore everybody away from yourself. You accept everybody as equal. Because we are all equal in the sight of God. That character of God must be imbibed by us that called ourselves Christians. We are the ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Wherever we are, wherever we go, let's have the spirit of humility. Action. They say speak louder than voice. You may not be able to talk to somebody about the goodness of God. Let them see it through you. Let's move on to the next slide, please. Hallelujah. A few questions I want us to ask ourselves. And we answer it quickly before we round up. Number one question. How good is the news? Number two. Is it worth talking about? Who should we tell about the good news? Are there rewards for spreading the good news? And what is God's command concerning the good news? Let's move on, please. Yes. How good is the news? It's about salvation. We are all here today because I believe in my heart that we are all saved. And we are not saved by works. We are not saved by our good deeds. We are saved by him. Number two, it's about eternal life. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You have eternal life. And you should be glad that you have eternal life as a child of God. 
You have eternal life. You have been saved from destruction. You have been saved from hell. You have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. It's about peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You can testify to it. When you have Christ in your life, you have peace. Because he is the prince of peace. You have joy that flows like a river. Because he fills your heart with joy and happiness. Yeah. It's about Jesus. And it's about living right. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have a right standing with him. Hear this and hear me loud and clear. You are righteous today because Christ came and gave you his righteousness. He gave you his righteousness. And the good news is about him. As I said before, Christmas is not about fanciful stuff, buying of clothes, buying Christmas gifts and all that. They are good. But let's not forget that it's about him, about Jesus. Let's move on, please. Is it worth talking about? The angels spoke about it. The shepherds heralded it. They said so many things about it. It speaks on earth and mercy mind. It's about peace in our land. Today, so many families are having crisis because they have driven away the Prince of Peace. Today, so many nations are having problems because they have thrown out the Prince of Peace. How can there be peace in our schools when the Bible has been thrown away? How can there be peace in our society when Christ has been rejected? When you drive away the Prince of Peace, the devil brings it pieces. Because he's there to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That is his functions. Here it is. God and sinners reconcile. God has come through Christ to reconcile sinners to himself. You and I, who we are sinners, and Christ came into our lives and changed our lives. He came into our lives and turned our lives around for good. That is what it is all about. He's about peace. It's about reconciliation. And let's go on. To whom should we tell about the good news? Our family members who have not accepted Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. We have them in our families. There are people who don't just want to hear the word of God. They don't want to hear you talk about Christ. Make some more effort. Show them love. Let them see the goodness of God in your life. To our friends, our neighbors, 
I have a very good neighbor. He helps me to clear my snow and I help him to clear his snow. Every time. But sitting with him to talk about Christ with him, he wouldn't listen. But there is a way you can do it. Leave out that Bible yourself. Leave out the good news yourself. It's one person that can reference, that can give me a character reference any day, any time. Why? Because he has seen something different. We may not be able to talk to them with words of mouth. Let our character, our attitude, that is speak volumes to them. Our friends, someone you love so much, you can truly prove your love to that person if you can speak the good news to the person and save him or her from going to hell. To our enemies, if you have one, speak the good news to your enemies. Don't forget that. It's very important. And everyone, everybody, everywhere you go. Let's move on to the next slide, please. Hallelujah. Are there rewards? Yes. Your labor of love can never be in vain. Whatever you do for God, God is ready to pay you back. And you know what? The Bible says there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. There is joy in heaven. There are blessings that go with speaking the good news to people. There are favors that follow when you speak the good news to people. How beautiful are the feet of those that bear the good news. God beautifies your life. God decorates your destiny. God satisfies your mouth with good things. And it gives you the power and enablement to do more. There is reward. What is God's command? Go ye into the world. Oh, yeah. God said to... Oh, let me not be too fast here. Hallelujah. God said to his people, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. To you and to me. Not just the pastors, not just the elders. No. The work is not for just Pastor Justina or Pastor John or for Bobby or for Elder Doug. No, it's for every one of us. It's a command. And God wants to prove our obedience when we obey His command. It's one of the ways we prove our obedience to God. We need to obey. Let's move on, please. Now, we all have to get in shape. Hallelujah. We have to get in shape. And one of those ways to get in shape, number one, spiritual gifts. There are gifts that God has given to you he wants to use to bless his church. Number two, God wants you to express your heart of compassion to these people. 
Because if you don't love them, you can speak the good news to them. If you truly love your friend, one of the ways to prove it is you ensure he or she hears the good news that will take him or her to the kingdom of God. This is very important. If you love your family members, be passionate about it. The Bible says, knowing the, the terror of God will persuade men. Knowing how terrible hell can be, we have to persuade men to come to serve the Lord. That is H. Then A, abilities. Everyone has got one ability or the other. Thank you, King, and your team. Every Sunday, and Ashley too, they come here and bless us with their abilities. They are singing to bless our souls, to prepare our heart for worship. There is something you can do in the hands of God. The word of God is in your mouth. Speak it out. And we will look at the next one, which is P, personality. You could be easygoing. You could be someone who likes the crowd. You could be introvert or extrovert. It doesn't matter. Do it your own way. It could, be, it could be to just speak to one person. It could be to go to the park and speak to a group of people as the Lord leads you. And when it is convenient and the opportunity is there to do so. There are people who want to do that. It could be to serve in the youth department or the children department. It could be to just speak to one or one person. That is the personality or your style. Go ahead, use it. And the last one is experience. There are things that you have been through that someone else wants to hear. And could be, hear this, this is very, very important. Your experience, the challenges that you've been through could just be the door opener for the person to come in to Christ. You're in a good or better position to talk to someone who has been fighting with addiction. If you've been there before. Take the good news to those people. That is your experience. So everybody get in shape. Because we are ready to go. The next one please. We are ready to go. And here we are. We are the messengers of the good news. We are the angels have done this. The shepherds are all gone. Who are the messengers today of the good news? Let's go tell it on the mountains and over the hills and everywhere that Jesus Christ is born. Can somebody say this with me? Tell it on the mountain. Can you say it like you many people? Say, tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere. That Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. God bless you.